Like it's not enough just to make a great film. It's, you have to really go the whole way through. Um, and especially today, when you're not making a studio picture, you have to have a mind for it. Um, you have to have a mind for uh, every step of the business because no one's gonna hold your hand. Like everybody's just could not care less about whether or not your film gets to where you want it to be. Welcome back to Nothing Shines Like Dirt, first feature series, episode 23. I'm Elise Siebert. And I'm Leslie Shannon. Today we have writer-director Natasha Karmani. We have a fabulous conversation about the sensory experience of her film, Imitation Girl. Island hopping through the stages of filmmaking. And a special announcement to your ego. Grow up! Yeah, baby! Yes. Um, I think so she has that awesome. response for me. So, so you awesome. went to boarding school at such a young age. Did you know that directing was like the end goal? Yeah. Like you were just, you like, no, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think when you grow up, I mean, I basically grew up in like weird experimental theater black boxes. So <laughs> I mean, seriously, like, yeah. you know, my mom was working through her pregnancy, through me being born and my early toddler years. And, you know, she was in a in a punk, uh, all feminist band called Trousers <laughs> when oh. I was little. I mean, it's like, it was super nutty. So that was not like a weird thing yeah. for my family, for me to be into that. Um, yeah, I mean, like I remember in third grade, they're like, do a essay, whatever essay, whatever an eight-year-old writes about. But um about like a career mm-hmm. and like what it means. And so I did mine on like Ju- on Julie Taymor. <laughs> oh my <laughs> and God. And I was like, <laughs> amazing. Directors can work in film or theater mm-hmm. and they make roughly X amount of money and you can be in a guild and whatever. So yeah, it was pretty dedicated. Have you done theater stuff too? I am so sad. I did really, honestly, since high school, I've been so film focused mm-hmm. and it's a dream, a dream, dream, dream is to come back to New York. Um, once I got this whole film thing under my belt, <laughs> when that happened, whenever that, yeah. Um, no, I, I, I am. I really love theater so much, and and it would be a dream to do like a show at you know like Saint Anne's Warehouse or. Um, oh, I just saw something there recently. I saw their um, uh, Tempest. Yeah, that with the whole with yeah. all women cast. I really want to see that. Was it good? It was so good. Yeah, so like something really really pure like that would be awesome. But no, sadly, I'm I'm pretty much all film right now. And I go, I support my friend's theater, but um, unfortunately, there's a real, I think, a much stricter divide for directors than there is for actors. I think for actors, especially in New York, you can really kind of like jump between I'll do a commercial or I'll do a play or whatever. Right. Um, for it takes us, a lot of training before that happens, though. <laughs> for, of course, of course, yeah. of course. But once you're there, um, like my por- my film portfolio does not translate to theater. So, like, I may have all these film credits, but I don't have any That's theater That's so credits, interesting, so. though, because your film, Imitation Girl, is so artistic, mm-hmm. like, visually. And I feel like that does translate. Like, if you're a director and you're working with a, yeah. you know, yeah. a production team and a design team, like, it does translate. Totally. It, it's just a different way of, like, using the it camera is. versus using space and using the audience. It and is. And, I, and I'm super, super passionate about theater. Um it's just there's no I mean I didn't go to theater school yeah I went yeah. to film school mm-hmm. you know? right yeah. we didn't we didn't uh I, I know the basics I know the lingo because of high school but I mean you can't you mm-hmm. can't say oh well, well I did who's afraid of Virginia yeah. Wolf in high school so <laughs> yeah. like I hire mean, me you can you know? but I don't know how well it will go over. you can try yeah yeah so so I think like you know down the line if if it's something that um you know you can come you can go to a theater company and say here's who I am and here's yeah. my vision for this here's why I'm interesting and the other part of that passion for me would be to do a play with a film actor that I love and I work with, you know. So, like, my collaborator on this show, um, uh, Lauren Ashley Carter, is in a tr- just... Uh, by the oh, way... Uh, far and away amazing actor. She is phenomenal. She is yeah, phenomenal. she is. She is phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, she was basically playing two different characters in yeah. your film. Yeah. Did she know how to play the piano? 
not really. No, she learned how to play the piano. <laughs> she has the basics. She, yeah, yeah. No, but she, you, with the camera she's, and everything. She's a musician, so she's an excellent singer, and she's got go. p- basic piano. But no, she learned. We did like two lessons with the Brooklyn Conservatory. We came in, and this very strict Russian woman taught <laughs> that her sounds, how to that play. That sounds about right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I was like, Lauren, listen. Um, I found a really easy Chopin prelude, and she just yeah, looked at me. Yeah, because Chopin like, is like, like certain certain preludes are not like yeah horribly it's hard still yeah, they're still no, it's beautiful no, don't I get mean, me wrong i can't play them yeah um but yeah but she 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 got good she she can play it um and i think that was that was a little bit scary um and then the other thing is she doesn't speak farsi yeah that was the other that was my other question she's like from she, ohio yeah you know yeah. like she doesn't speak farsi but she's such a rock star she was like okay and you know her brain i think actors brains um are great with language because they know how to listen and she basically learned it phonetically so also singers it it helps when you sing as well exactly because you hear things differently yeah Mm -hmm. and then you know she's a smart cookie so she she got it but um so we did some some tutoring with that as well and then she basically translated everything into the phonetic alphabet so that she could learn it phonetically um and then just kind of i guess memorized what she was actually saying (laughs) yeah um and then the 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 iranian actors that were working with her were total so important because you know they they would correct her if there was a tiny thing or if she had a question she would say hey do i do this or that um but yeah so so i wrote those roles for her um we met through a mutual friend a few years ago and we had done some small projects together and um I had kind of been waiting to do my first feature because I wasn't sure what it was going to be. Um, and I had a lot of these like big ideas and this, that, and the other thing. Um, but once I had kind of been working with her and talking with her, I was like, this, this girl is incredible. She's, she's a star. Like we got to do it. Um, and I, and I've also been so fascinated with, um, lookalikes is really interesting. Um, and I realized during the course of this movie that I'm a Gemini. I mean, I knew I was a Gemini, but it like became oh, yeah. very, <laughs> people would be like, what's your sign? <laughs> I was like, Gemini, why? <laughs> like, well, the poster for your movie is literally a two-headed girl. So I think it's relevant. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I wrote it for her. Yeah. I wrote it for her. And I think the, um, we shot the alien first, which I think was the right way to, do it Mm -hmm. um, because that was really her creating something out of nothing whereas the real girl is very grounded for her and I think was you know a little bit more what she's what an actor is used to doing easier to get a handle on yeah so I think in a way it was almost like we had um the alien was harder and yeah. then and then the the real girl was fun because yeah. we were like what kind of nail polish but does even she wear? <laughs> I mean even simple things she did in the way she walked like mm-hmm. like walking in a different way so we and, worked with an know. awesome um, uh, friend of mine Chloe Kernahan who you should definitely interview because she's amazing is um, <laughs> she is an amazing dancer and so we had a little like hour long session where we just worked with her and body and you know we were like okay so you're shapeless and now you have shape how would we move and um, that was awesome. That was super awesome. And I think uh, Lauren was able to choreograph like the way it, the creature walks and stuff. So, But Lauren right. is also a very physical actor. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that was you another... You can tell just from watching. Yeah. She is very aware of her body. Um, so she might not be a trained dancer, but I think that's like that studio training, conservatory training. She's so hyper aware of what her body's doing at any time. Um, which makes her not only a consistent actor, <laughs> but very quick to take um, notes and, and adjustments and stuff and also memorize and like really take this alien creature into her own body. And, and I love what she did. She really structured really nicely her the um, journey that the creature takes from like being very awkward to um, being pretty smooth by the end of the film. Like mm-hmm. she's kind of graceful and mm-hmm. has like this floaty walk that we worked on and mm-hmm. stuff. So, well, and yeah, the transition of that creature from when she first, you know, is arrives on earth to like when she's leaving yeah. the brother and sister, it, she, she even in that time has gone through such a big transition. Yeah. yeah I, um, I, I think that's really what the movie's about. Um, I, I think the, the, the real girl is important for sure. Um, but I think she's very lost. Uh, the character is very lost. And um, 
that to me is really the secondary storyline. Um, even though they're pretty equal in the movie, I really think the thing that drew me to the story is this alien creature coming and sort of learning <laughs> about our world. Um, and in the process, sort of like discovering her own passions and her own uh, pleasures and sadnesses and that kind of stuff. So I think that to me is was the, the starting point of the story. And then the, the real girl, the New York girl, kind of materialized once that story had been set. Mm-hmm. One of the things I found really interesting too is how like – I don't want to give it away, but um, I'm just going to like talk around it then. Um, but how she did take form mm-hmm. and how I feel, I felt like, I mean, and I'm sure this was intentional, but um, how much of a comment it is on society, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And how, you know, as women, we are very objectified. I mean, because a lot of the whole storyline from both the alien mm-hmm. and the um, and the real oh. girl, that's such a funny thing to say. She's a real girl. <laughs> um, but... Um, a little Pinocchio-y. There's yeah. some Pinocchio. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It never hurts. Everybody loves Pinocchio. Mm-hmm. Um, but how how much society plays into mm-hmm. women mm-hmm. and how they exist. Mm-hmm. And that's something that, I mean, I'm something I've been hyper aware of mm-hmm. since we started doing the podcast in our Women in Film series and working with a lot of mm-hmm. um, female um, film, filmmakers. Uh, but I found that to be, it, because it was subtle. It wasn't like beating you over the head with it (laughs) which is what I feel like happens a lot of times but Mm -hmm. I felt like it was like a subtle comment on like Mm. so this is how she she was created that's great was from this this you know magazine and how we depict women I love that I'm so glad that you got that um the 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 core of it is um from from a really early age I never like really processed I had like lack of facial recognition for my own face (laughs) Like, I would yeah. always be really, like, surprised to see myself in the mirror. I, like, wouldn't recognize myself. Like, the idea of what I looked like um, would be totally different. And um, this is, like, the most normal I've ever looked. I often have, like, crazy color hair or, like, really short or really whatever. And so I've, like, relaxed a lot as, as I get into my, the <laughs> end of my 20s. But um, I, uh, I, I never really recognized myself. And I think also my – so my mom, as a performer, was constantly transforming herself and – you know, I remember being really little and her saying, you know, like, makeup is the armor we put on, like, before you go on stage. And so, I mean, she would do crazy. I mean, it's performance art I was going to say, because, yeah. Yeah. No. So yeah, you have like, to be. splitting blood and, like, it's, those people were crazy. Like, <laughs> we are, our generation of artists are, like, so calm and intellectual compared to them. They're just, like, those people are crazy. That's punk. But they were breaking they were warriors in breaking rules totally. because art forms had been like so structured f- from the last 50 years before a totally. hundred years before that. So, totally. so that's so interesting. How well, and it's very instinctual for them. So like you, they might have some idea of an analyzing their work, but really it was just reaction. And, um, it's, so, they're just fierce. They're just so fierce. Like these, these people that I grew up with men and women, um, very, very fierce. And anyway, so you see, and they're constantly transforming themselves. You know, she has like this alter ego called Ella Dread. <laughs> very so cool. Nice. Um, her name is Elise, before, by the way. <laughs> before Beyonce had an yeah, alter ego. Yeah, exactly. So, so I, I think that idea of, of what, what is your face and, and what is that, like, what does that mean? And, and, um, also people n- never recognized me. Um, like they would always, be like, oh, I, I didn't realize it was you for a second, you know, like if I'm seeing meeting somebody or whatever, like people have known me for years. And, um, you know, I had thick glasses. And when I took them off, people were really confused. And so anyway, faces are really interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I, that initial thing um, actually came from a three part series of shorts that I was going to do called Imitation Girls. <laughs> And each of the three was going to feature a different actress that I've worked with. And it's three different uh, versions of um, imitation. So uh, one was um, was a was synthetic, which was a a character who um, uh, basically had to um, 
rebuild herself. So she was kind of robotic. And so she was robot wise rebuilding herself in the image of whatever. Um, the second one was called stitch (laughs) and she was more like a rag doll. So she would like find Mm -hmm. women and then take pieces of their faces and basically Mm -hmm. like stitch herself together. And then the third one was imitation, which was an alien with no shape who watched TV all day. (laughs) And so she, what she looked like would change according to what she was watching on TV. Um, And I've heard a lot of women do this. Like if you watch a movie, you start to think of yourself like I look like Scarlett Johansson right now or I look like identifying um, with a celebrity yeah mm. and then and then it's like it, it's not even like mm. i i know that i don't look like fucking zoe saldana but like there's in the back of your head you start to really like put yourself in their shoes um and so that's kind of where it, so it was a three part of shorts and then i was working with lauren and i, I was like okay the other two are kind of cool but i really like the alien one and so that's kind of where that came from and that's where the magazine comes from so it's it's that it's shapeless and you see something and then you that's you're like okay that that informs what I look like then you know so it's more of a sense of filling into shoes and then I guess it is important that she's like a adult star right (laughs) I guess that is a statement so well and I mean the even your even your words right now like filling into shoes even brings up visual of Mm. that the the goo. The goo of <laughs> yeah, it, exactly. like, over that magazine and at the end, too. Yeah. So you knew you wanted to work with this actress, and you've been messy, you know, these stories kind of piecing together. So what do you do? Like, was it like, I need to write this script first? I need to, like, put my team together? Like, yeah. Like, so um, I, uh, I outlined the whole thing basically in an afternoon because I already kind of knew the elements from the, the short version that I was playing around with. Um this didn't make it into the final film, but initially the story actually moved um, in counterpart. So the um, the storyline of the New York girl moved forwards in time, and the story of the alien initially the beeline moved backwards, oh. and that's actually how we shot it. Um, and then in the edit, decided <laughs> it's a little bit too much. Um, like a lot of screenings, people were like, "I I I don't know what's happening." <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, it's one of those ideas, and I think I will return to it someday because I I really like that um, playing with structure in that way is really interesting to me. So so initially I I wrote out A line, and then I wrote out the B line, and then I mismatched it and put it back together. And then I wrote the screenplay. The screenplay is actually extremely short. It's only 78 pages long, which is very, very short for a film play. Um, and, uh, we workshopped it a little bit and then we shot the New Mexico part first. So, oh, and in terms of my team, I have a production company. So we, um, basically assembled really quickly and put it together. Um, Ilium Pictures. I just want to make sure the name of it gets Ilium Pictures. (laughs) Ilium Pictures with my homeboys. They are awesome. Um, and they, this is totally like a, a product of our, our company. We really put a lot into it. Um, so yeah, and then I think uh, that was probably winter of 2014, something like that. That you shot in New Mexico. That we that that the screenplay got screenplay. done, okay. and then we shot in May of 2015. So it happened pretty quickly. Gosh, I can't believe 2014. I know, right? Isn't it crazy? It so long. That's one of the things that when we talk to people who make feature films about the the process and how long it takes especially when you're doing indie more indie feature films um because of course when you have lots of money things can go a lot faster but when you don't it makes it a little bit more complicated it does yeah it really does um but we we turned once once we've wrapped photography we we turned it around pretty quickly um i worked with an incredible post house called senior post um which is in dumbo and they just really loved the film. They really loved the rough cut. And they said, okay, we're going to make this happen. Um, so, like, once Senior got involved, we, like, it happened pretty quickly. Um, and, you know, the color, I worked with a great colorist and sound designer and all those elements, the music, which I love. Yeah, the music's <laughs> really um, great. Came together really quickly. And, and I, uh, I was able to work with, um, actually, I'm in an orchestra. So, I was able to work with some of the people from the orchestra and pull them in. And What do you play? I play violin. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Women yeah. of many talents. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I worked. Um, so Kevin, I don't know if you guys know this, but if you Kevin Hoofnagel, who wrote the music with me, um, is like a uh, death metal guitar rock hero. Ah! I love everything about that. It's 
Amazing. That's um, awesome. Which is so cool to have that outside element of, yeah. <laughs> of, of that coming into. So his approach to creating this music is going to be different than someone yeah. who just does film scoring. Oh, completely. Yeah. No, I, I don't really, I mean, no, I'm not, not to disparage film composers. I, I, they're amazing at what they do, but um, I don't see myself ever really working with a film specific composer right Um, for me it's all about collaboration and pulling in somebody from a different world and then you know I I've composed scores before and I'm pretty fine with that um so really what it's about is then pulling in like whatever element you want um yeah and 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 one of our actors Nima who plays the brother um (laughs) has been taking guitar lessons from Kevin and he's like uh, you know, he, you know, people are, he's like, gives me the CD and he's like, check it out. And I'm like, okay, whatever. You know, you put it, it collects dust for a little bit. Finally, I listened to it. And I was like, holy shit, this guy is fucking unbelievable. Like this is next level stuff. So he, he is literally like one of the top 10 guitar soloists in, in the world. Um, and you know, those death metal things are actually really they're very technical. hard yeah yes they're very very difficult to yeah. play yeah. yeah so like in the so fast and it's... it's very fast and it's very musical mm-hmm. um like they're the way the their chord structures move and then just this kind of virtuosic approach to playing the guitar and mm-hmm. and they have some crazy stuff like 12 string guitars and like yeah. crazy stuff it's like how that. the hell do you even play that i, I don't know he's, he's, <laughs> he's, kevin is a genius like he is a genius um so so <clears throat> anyway so that was a great amazing thing and kevin actually got involved be- between the shoots so he came on when we had wrapped new mexico um and he and i already started working by the time we were shooting in new york we had already built most of the music for new mexico oh cool so that was kind of a good way to to do it um so yeah he's just awesome and i can't say enough so so (laughs) that so you know him through the through Through the actor uh, through the actor yeah Yeah. because that's another part of the team too because like we have our future film yeah so and that we're and there are so many steps mm-hmm. in creating a film, as you know. Yes. Um, <laughs> and so um, it's always interesting to me to hear how people come about finding mm. um, the different roles in creating a feature film, yeah. and and how you how you navigate because it becomes a little to, overwhelming here sometimes. It I think. it does it does it, it's very important. And I also I have to say I went to NYU. So I came out of school at 21 having a total team. Um, Which is one of the best possible reasons to go to film school. Mm-hmm. It is the reason. Yes, it's um, the whole reason. Okay, fine. You learn like what an F-stop is. But what's important <laughs> <laughs> is you know who your people are. And mm-hmm. it's a mean world. It is a big, mean world of indie film. And to have your, your people is um the the reason to go to film school in my opinion but the there is a um unique strip i guess uh like a unique little film strip (laughs) um of each film and so each film does have its own unique flavor and its own unique team that comes together and i think to assemble that you need to be open to the universe yes and so in order to be able to live life, I think you have to be open <laughs> you to the do. universe. Yeah, you do. And I think there's like also this um, this sense of uh, in, in, in and this is also like more of an L.A. thing, but it's um, what are your what's your portfolio? What is your IMDb? What is your experience? Who do you know? Do you have this relation? Who's your an- man- manager? Who's your agent? Blah, blah, blah. And you miss so many opportunities for incredible collaborations because you're maybe focused so much on these like very um kind of superficial like the, the, the yeah. yes and no but it's, it's kind of yeah it's yeah. kind of the 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 first layer of somebody yeah you know as yeah. opposed like, to yeah, who actually I, who they who, are as a creator yeah. so kevin had never done a film score before okay. but it's always something that had interested him you know and so I think a lot of people would have been like, no, I need this or that. And and I think it takes a lot of um, openness and confidence to be like, I, I hear what you're doing and I see how that could uh, surprise me, right? You don't, and this is maybe why I don't want to work with a film score person. 
um, because you give them you give them your reference, you know, you say this is what I want, and they do exactly what you want, and that's not interesting. <laughs> it's not because it doesn't have them in well, it too. Yeah, yeah. Who cares? Then, I'm not that interesting. I have an idea, and then we <laughs> collaborate, and it becomes more cool. And I I honestly think the music is one of the strongest parts of this project, and it is completely unique there's nothing else out there right now that sounds like this score so that is only because kevin brought something to it right yeah well because so much of filmmaking is collaborating Mm -hmm. and that's i think something that people who are not um really in the industry have they they don't know as much about they They see the director and they see the actors Mm -hmm. and they don't understand i mean the if you just sit and watch the credits at the end of any film and and all the all the jobs that go into so many aspects of it so nuanced yeah I was gonna ask you how was directing something you wrote compared Mm. to directing oh yeah yeah something you haven't written um so uh in in school they they teach us to do our own work um so I think that was something I was pretty comfortable with already um I think that there are two kinds of writer directors there's those who are very precious, I call them like, <laughs> you guys You guys can steal this. I call them Taren Tots, and they're the children of Quentin Tarantino. Yes. I knew exactly what it was. Um, yes. I, that is trademarked, but you guys can use it. Um, Repeat it again. I was eating tater tots when I thought of it, and uh, so it's like Taren Tots. Taren That's tots. what they are. So they're they 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 are very precious about the words and you know the word is king the David Mamet type of thing where it's like this is the work and it's perfect and you can't change it. Um, I don't really feel that way and I also again find that very boring. Um, I think you can do one project like that and then there's really no point in ever doing another one. <laughs> I know it's going to be surprised. There's no element of danger. There's no element of like spontaneity on set and and allowing totally. that freedom to happen. Totally. Yeah. So I think for me, um, and I say this is one of the first things I say to an actor when I, um, so I usually, I don't cast typically until I've met them and we have like a coffee or something. And one of the first things I say is like, you know, this is this the script is the starting point. This is just the jump off point. And then from there, we we build it into whatever it's going to be. And if it's the same thing, fine. Great. No problem. Um, but if it needs to change and evolve, then that's where we go. Um, and I think that excites a lot of film actors. I think that's very like uh, because I'm not I'm not hiring you to be a uh, recitation robot. Yeah. robot. Right. Yeah. I'm here because I respect you as an artist and your mind and what you can bring. This is not, you know, talking about theater, which is you're being hired to play a role. Film is not that. Film is you're being hired to bring yourself to this universe and to find, to plug yourself in, but it's you. Mm-hmm. And I cast you because you are who you are mm-hmm. and nobody else can play that role. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's, I mean, one example is, so the Sanam Erfani, who's like an angel in the film, plays the sister. Um, and she initially was meant to be cast as his mother. So she was meant to be like a 70-year-old Iranian woman. And we were having a lot of trouble finding the right person. And um, I bumped into her at the Players Club of all places. And <laughs> um, and my friend was like, oh, she played like an old lady like with makeup and stuff once. Um, you should t- go talk to her. And I met her. I was like, well, first of all, you're beautiful. I'm not putting any makeup on your face because <laughs> you're perfect as you are. Um, and uh, I changed it to brother-sister because she was just brought so much to it. She, I was watching the film and I was like, how do I know her? How do I know her? Mm-hmm. She used to work at a coffee shop across the street from me. <gasps> You're kidding. And, and I loved her in New York. <laughs> in New York. And I, she, she was my favorite person to get coffee from because she's so, that her is spirit so is just so lovely and so beautiful. Because I went through Facebook. I went through, I was like, I know it. Yeah, and it's an actor. It was. It was an actor. Yeah. I was like, I must have worked with her. I must have worked with her. Yeah. And I was like, I know I love this person from some, and I finally, that I was like, amazing. oh my gosh. That makes me so happy. And she she hasn't worked there for a while, which is good for her because yeah, yeah. her career is. She's is, on the West Coast now, actually. Right. She's in Las Vegas. Right, great. But she she's a wonderful person. <laughs> she had she does have such like 
warm like glowing energy yeah, yeah. she does when she wa- i've seen her walking down the street yeah and, and See, you can't manufacture just, that shit i think talk- she's a fairy like i don't <laughs> I think, think she's right. a real person i think you're right and even you talking about like you want a person to step in and be themselves yeah. like that's yeah. i mean when that's why I recognized her because it wasn't right. it wasn't just her fa- talking about facial right. recognition. It was right. her spirit and her right. her energy. energy. Her energy. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah. 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 And I mean, I think a lot of that. Uh, you you can um, I think as a director and this takes confidence right like I say all of this with a grain of salt being if someone's doing something that's not right I tell them that's not right <laughs> we're gonna do something else so that's like a baseline understanding that like I understand what the unity of the project is and whatever so that said I think you know one of my actually my favorite scene in the whole movie is the kitchen scene where they're cooking together Mm -hmm. which um is this long in the script and it's imitation and sister cook a meal that's it and the whole shoot was um to Sanam teach her how to make this meal and we made my favorite Persian dish gourmet sabzi (laughs) and um and and tell her the names of things as you're going teach her language basically and and make this make this meal and we just let them go and they're you know 12 minute takes and they're both such confident actors that they're just like okay great let's do it and they just live in those bodies and, and as an it's actor beautiful. you love that yeah it's love so that. much more fun yeah. yeah 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 where you feel like you have that f- but that, that was freedom. right for Sanam you know what was right for Sanam maybe wasn't necessarily right for another scene you know mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. uh on the other hand I loved working Adam David Thompson has a really small role in the movie but he plays um the boyfriend um, and he's just a great actor, New York guy. And he just brought so much, um, like Sanam has this very relaxed energy. Adam has this very like, uh, this like pushing forward, like strong, let's yeah. do this. He's very let's strong. Go. He's very, uh, you remember him because yeah. of his energy. Yeah, uh, yeah. And um, we actually, we had a, a scene with him that we had to cut, unfortunately, but that was my favorite. And that was the first scene we did with him um, where imitation is in Juliana's house and he comes back to pick up something and, and he has an interaction with the alien instead of, and not realizing that it was the other one. And his his attitude was completely different where he loved the words and he loved this, but he would want to try different versions. And, you know, so each actor comes with their own attitude and to try and force them into like your little square hole, you know, like is, is just not productive. So I think there's a flexibility to directing that is also super important and, and, and being able to work in different ways with different people with different scenes while still keeping the whole thing feeling unified and like it's it's one cohesive film so I just love that about features yeah because it's so massive and a short film you really can't do that yeah it's you have eight minutes and you got to do it all feature film you can really play and have fun with it because as a writer you're so intimate with the script be like directing something that you haven't written Mm. what what do you do to kind of create that Mm -hmm. intimacy and to really get to know the story yeah so the adaptations uh, not the adaptations the um the work for hires that I've been lucky enough to do I have been very close with the writing process so I have to say I have not really been forced to work with scenes that I have not in some way weighed into. Um, that said, there's definitely been scenes where it's not how I would have written the scene. So you have to come to it. And again, that's really something that you work through in rehearsal. Mm-hmm. Like, I really don't think you can figure it out on set, especially not on like a 16 day shoot. <laughs> no. um, so I, I'm a firm believer in rehearsal. And if you have a question or, and I'm, I'm not scared. I'll say to an actor, I'll say, I don't really understand what the writer is trying to say here. What do you guys think? And we'll talk about it and we'll find the, the through line. We'll find the objective. We'll find what's really happening in the scene. And I, I think that if that's how it is, it's better to say like, this is a little confusing to me. I don't know why this person would say this. Let's talk. <laughs> And have a have an answer by the time we get to set. And again, I think that's working with your actors. Mm-hmm. That's such a that's such an interesting because I've spoken and 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 
dealt with a lot of different type of directors and it's such it's so wonderful to hear you say these things mm-hmm. because like that's like as an actor that's like and I'm ideal. like can you just hire me I know that's I the same thing I was like, the I was like just like you I know that's, that's what I was thinking too I was like so what can Elise and I be in that you're doing because it sounds like a magical working process and all the actors listening are also going to want to work <laughs> with like, you like man we need to be in our next thing well here's the thing why would you not I know but there's a lot of but that's ego. A, like you're insecure. I'm sorry. If you don't feel that way, if you don't feel open to a collaborator, if you feel like my way or the highway, you're a baby. Like grow up. <laughs> you know that's not how this it's, world works. It's, it's very true. And you're it's gonna lose. True. You're gonna lose out. Your your performers won't be as real. You won't be there. And again, if an actor doesn't want to participate in that way, totally fine. We can mm-hmm. we can do it the other way too. But to not open up the discussion to me is very foolish and ultimately very inefficient way of coming to a scene right yeah that's no a good it point it is so uh, as oh, oh what were you gonna sorry. say <laughs> i was gonna ask about your production company yeah like how did how did that form and how that, that helped i mean I'm, you did talk about it a little bit it was really easy because your team was kind of in place yeah but just to talk about that because a lot of people want to be, make their own work yeah. and there's a lot of there's a lot of production companies mm-hmm. like popping up but it's like what I don't know. There's so some- we um, we met in college, and um, we uh, basically we worked on a bunch of really horrible student films together. Yes. <laughs> you have to. And we realized, like, oh, we all feel the exact same way about this, <laughs> and like our work was good, but we were probably terrible to work with because we were just totally. Uh, we became a clique so quick, and. Um, We uh, worked together on uh, sophomore year. We were sophomores working on some senior films together. Um, So the the company is basically comprised of um, me and uh, so the owners of company are myself, Tim Wu, who uh, started out as a cinematographer, has a background in camera and is now producing. And I'm very proud of him. (laughs) Um, And James Heron, who also has a camera background and is now also moving into working on development projects and stuff. So we all started from a very technical place. Um, So like I would AC for them when they were DPing or, um, you know, I would be producing something or whatever. Um, And so we just all grew up together. And then when we graduated, realized like, oh, uh, we can get much better jobs if we pool together and we did that (laughs) and we incorporated in 2012 and we've been working together since then so um I'm I'm extremely lucky my my non-film friends are always reminding me how lucky I am to work with my best (laughs) friends every day (laughs) um and it's 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 great I mean they're family really at this point so that's that's, you guys do you guys take on other projects too or do you guys Mm -hmm. kind of in-house people's yeah we do we do so we um do a lot of branded content which is like not super you you have to pay the bills right yeah (laughs) yeah so we do a lot of that and um we do we have been sort of fielding scripts and stuff we get script submissions um and we've like kind of started picking around developing other people's projects at this point um but right now like i think it's just a lot easier to commit all the time and love and energy into something that like we really know each other so um we're developing another film together um i have a horror project that we're trying to gear up um and James actually has a uh, James and Tim and and one of our producers Forrest are working on an unscripted TV show about food, <laughs> future yes. of food. Yes, so, um Yeah, so right now it's internal, but I mm-hmm. think we're we're looking to sort of eventually be at a point where we can field scripts and, mm-hmm. and develop other people's work. So. No, that's really cool. Um, I was going to ask you too. So after having made, because you have you have two features, correct? Um, so after having made the two features, what are um, what is some of your advice that you would give to mm. um, other people yeah. tackling yeah. a feature film um, as far as directors well, go? Well, so here's the thing. I have completed two features. <laughs> um, I don't feel like I've been through the entire process yet because I'm just now starting the festival circuit with the film. Um, so that is an entirely new universe from um, – 
I feel like Hollywood and the film industry are like these little islands. And as directors, we like hop from island to island. So like (laughs) I just finished the production island, which is like working with actors and DPs and composers and everybody's happy. Like the fun island. Yeah. (laughs) It's like the Disney island. And and now I'm like approaching press island, which is like horrifying, (laughs) but like very fun too, because they just like to like drink and do karaoke. So I'm like, okay. Oh, I I want to go to press island. Things. That sounds fun to me. Yeah. But it's also very intense because now they're like, what is your film about? <laughs> Are you making a statement? And you're like, I, yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's that's intense. And it's like, you know, starting to talk about like, oh, who's going to who's going to do our pickups? Do we have exclusive? You know, like we we gave our trailer. Our, we made a teaser trailer for Cinequest premiere and um, we got our, our publicist signed on about a week later. And she's like, you really shouldn't have done that. <laughs> She's like, I, you should have it controlled the thing, you know. Oh. So, and, and she's amazing, and I yeah. love her, and she's incredible. Yeah. But it's like all those little things where you're like, I don't, I well, just make movies. I know there's so many things you have to kind of like. All right, I don't really know what I'm doing, but I have to do totally. this because yeah. we don't have the money to pay somebody who really knows how to do. this I was talking you know? with with Tim, my partner, my business partner, and he was like, you know, they really didn't teach us any of this in film school. Like we that, are totally new to this, you it, know, that business side of things because they just teach you about the craft of it. You don't get as much of the the same thing with acting. Yeah, it's the exact fucking same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then the islands start to overlap. So like, there's Press Island, and then there's like Festival and Sales Island, which is like really horrifying. (laughs) Um, And then there's there's hopefully at the end of the tour, at the end of the cruise, Distribution Island, which is like maybe we all be so lucky to make it that far. Um, I'm like trying to drag my butt through Press Island right now, but um. But so it's it's and I guess I say island because they're all the they're all exclusive networks. (laughs) So like there's no overlap. So as as filmmakers, we're kind of like canoeing between and being like, hey, I'm here. So we (laughs) need need to as filmmakers help each other and be like, meet this person, meet this person. Right. Like, absolutely. That's that's what we need to do. Yeah. And so our our build bridges for these islands. Yeah, (laughs) totally. Bridges, not walls. Exactly. um, And I think that that does happen. That is how it happens. But um, but even once you're there, there's no way to know everyone, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and there's no way to really navigate it. So again, this is like the through line of all this is collaboration where it's like you really have to Kayla, who's doing a fantastic job um, uh, doing publicity for Cinequest. You have to trust her. You just have to place your trust and say, okay, I guess that's the right publication. Like, you know, and, and I, again, you make it very clear. Like, I trust you. <laughs> Please I, don't, yeah, you know, drown and, us. <laughs> and, and not looking back and be, and regretting anything either right. because it's a, it's, it's, a, well, that's it's about the journey and the process. <laughs> yeah. Like you got to learn from your mistakes, but you also like you didn't know, you know, like you don't know until you do it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's kind of where we are like with the whole, with, with the whole journey with our film that we're doing. And it's like, okay, so what do we do now? Like what's next? Yeah. So, so right. Getting back to your question, um, advice is like, try to familiarize yourself with those islands ahead of time. And like, I'm here, you know, you guys can put my email up. Like, yeah, I'm, I am so open with this stuff. I am completely open with it. I'm completely open with the, the stress and, and the problems we faced and the mistakes I made. And, you know, like, I think it's so important to be open with that stuff because the industry wants to create an air of mystery around success and it's bullshit. <laughs> like, it's totally bullshit, you know? Um, so I think we have to work against that and reach out to each other and do all that. So try try to familiarize yourself. I know right now you're totally focused on development and prep and all that stuff, but try to think about, I mean, you guys have this incredible podcast, like what network is there? Like what things can you put in place so that eight months from now you can reach out to your contacts and say, we have this film, we're going to be going to this festival. Um, you, anybody know any great publicists who might be interested in my project and, and all that? Um, because it's it's vital. Like it's not enough just to make a great film. It's you have to really go the whole way through. Um, and especially today, when you're not making a studio picture, you have to have a mind for it. Um, you have to have a mind for uh, every step of the business because no one's gonna hold your hand. Like everybody's just could not care less about whether or not your film 
gets to where well, you want to be. There's, there's so much content right now yeah. too. I mean, I think we're in a really lucky place and it's also a scary place because there's so many people looking for content and there's mm. so much content out there and there, yeah. you know, but it's also like, where do I start? What do I do? You know? And I think it's, I think you're right. It's like being really specific with what you want to do and holding yourself accountable for those next steps. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, the other thing, the other advice I would give is like, be, um, be bold, but be, be sure of the footing that you're on because things are going to go wrong. Like, um, the brother character in our film has two broken hands in the movie that's because the actor broke his hands in a motorcycle accident <laughs> oh. four days before we were supposed to start in New Mexico. Things happen, yeah. right? Yeah. So, you know, be ready, make your decision, um, be flexible and, you know, be confident of what is the most important thing because things are going to fall apart left and right. And, you know, be confident in your team, be confident in your story. Like, okay, if... If the actor, you know, uh, is in a full body cast next week, can the movie survive without that character? Can you do a rewrite? Can you change things? You know, um, so it's like this weird balance of being bold and confident and also being flexible. Mm-hmm. No, that's great. That's wonderful. Yeah. That's wonderful. And be ready advice. for like deep depression. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. The roller coaster ride of it all. So how it's did rough. you get fund? Like, what was the process for you getting funding? Very difficult. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of where we're getting into. We're finishing Extremely up script difficult. and then we're starting to look at like ideas of yeah, so funding. You, so you, first of all, like you want to make your movie for, uh, this is horrible to say, but as little as you can for the first one, um, as little as you can get away with. Because um, you really want to keep keep your costs low um, at the beginning, anyway. So we um, we had a few, like basically a, a whole collage of different things. We had some EPs come in at the beginning, um, including the amazing Lewis Black, who <laughs> has been an incredible supporter through this whole thing. Um, so he was huge. And then we had like basically little chunks of money from places that all came together. And we got a little bit of money together for New Mexico, which we shot in, I think we had eight days in New Mexico. So like half the movie was basically photographed in eight days, which is crazy. Um, so yeah. So like, you know, you want to really be as efficient as you can. And a lot of that is prep, obviously. Um, so we did that. And then we... Um, we partnered with a nonprofit um, that is uh, basically offers like tax deductible status uh, for um, donations. So then we were able to offer essentially like if you give us money, <laughs> it's a you deduction get, it's for a you, deduction. right? Oh, so that's, that's how we really did. Cool. And then I took out a loan. Yeah, and I'm paying it off. I'll be paying it off till I'm like 60 years old. But right. it's fine, you know. It, it's it's just <laughs> well, what you have to do. You yeah. got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Um, and that's how we capped it out. And then uh, by the time we were in post, we had completely hit zero. <laughs> and Senior came on and they, they were willing to give us an incredible deal, but we had no money. So we're like, uh, okay. And uh, a couple, Claudia and Alistair Murdoch, who run Cup of Joe Film, um, basically had a conversation with our producer, Forrest, and uh, we sent them the rough cut. And they basically said, we'd like to finish this film. What do you need? Uh, we'll pay for all the post necessary. And they came on in that last. They were like the last of the relay race. Like they totally grabbed the baton. And, and they've been amazing too. So they're now with right. us through the through the post process. And, you know, their logo will be on the film. And, and they're producers on yeah. it. So, you know, that's kind of what uh, they want to do. So it was kind of like worked out for everyone, I think. But And so that's having that trust. <laughs> having that trust too at the end of being like all this work. And yeah. then... I was on set for Shattered actually, the other feature I did. <laughs> and I, I got the update and I was like so happy. Yes. We, we had like no productivity for the rest of the day because I was like, <laughs> beers for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Celebrate this. I'm dying. Yeah, so, so that's kind of how we, <laughs> We, um, we pieced it together. We pieced it That's together. Great. And now we go into festivals and, um, you know, may or may not get a sales agent attached at some point and then we'll see where it goes. And that'll, that'll be the last of it. That'll be the end of the film is wherever we distribute, whether it's, you know, on an online platform or, um, you know, uh, VOD or Netflix or Vimeo, mm-hmm. you know, who yeah. knows? Yeah. Um, so it's not over yet. Yeah. 
That's yeah. wonderful. Um, any, like, do you have any, like, if you had all the funds available to you in the world, any dream project or any Ooh, yeah. anything that you would... Yeah, but Denis Villeneuve has already taken it. Um, <laughs> I, I want to do Dune. Dune is, like, my dream. Okay. Um, and I, I, I've been so passionate about it. Uh, so we'll see. Hopefully his version crashes and burns so that... <laughs> So that you You're can like, come I at, usually well, don't wish this on other artists. And he's a brilliant but, filmmaker too. Yeah. Like I think he's brilliant. Maybe but we need Dune the female version too. You know? <laughs> yeah. And actually, I think the key to doing Dune is um, also being Middle Eastern um, because it's such a it's so it pulls so heavily from the Arab world and and culture and um, I, I think you got to get political with it and talk about Arab Spring and whatever. So it can't be like white man saves the native story, which is unfortunately how it's written. Um, uh. but, uh, but I think, I mean, I have ideas <laughs> for how to, how like, to make like, it. I'm not gonna I, share just love, I just love hearing about people. Like yeah. everyone has those projects that they're like, I want to do this one. Yeah. Day. D- Dune is my dream. And then, um, I have a horror project that I'm really passionate about that, uh, we want to, we want to get going in the next year or two. Um, and then, uh, a, a dream project that I'm working on right now is, um, about the, uh, Iranian revolution in uh 1980 it's like night it's 1979 to like 1982-ish kind of spans that time and um it's from the perspective of uh of of a young man in tehran in the time so um it's basically like a, a crime story that turns into a historical uh story about the iranian revolution and um sort of uh it's something i'm really passionate about so that's that's, cool. that's a Big, that's a biggie for me. Um, and it might be a while we'll have before to it happens. Connect but. you to uh, Lila, who we've also had on, who is who. Um, she's also American Iranian. Oh, cool! Yeah. Awesome! Yeah, yeah. 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 And I'd she love loves to. writing. She has some really good films and stories. About, awesome! Well, yeah. I'd love to share Imitation Girl with her. Yeah, um, you should. I think yeah, get a kick she out would. of it. She definitely would. Yeah, I think um, the, the the issue with with the Revolution movie is um, it, it just it you need. You need real resources. I think it's a studio movie um, because you really need the scale of the protests and the like what was actually happening. And obviously you can't go to those places. <laughs> um, no, not yeah. right now. Not right now. <laughs> no. um, maybe not for a while. Yeah. Um, so you have to kind of recreate a bunch of stuff, which you can do. You can do it in L.A. But um, and technology and that kind of stuff. But, right. Yeah. So that's, that's cool. those are like the two upcoming. And then Dune is like, we'll see. <laughs> no, that that's sounds awesome. incredible. I would yeah, love that. Awesome. Sounds amazing. I would love to see well, that. Thank yeah. you so much yes. for coming out. This thank was you guys. so such a great conversation. Oh, of course, so we many... can't make it through an episode without having some lovely outside uh, a noise. A little, little bit of car it noise proves that we're really in New York. Yeah, yeah. yeah. New Jersey. <laughs> we are right across the water. Yeah. But yes, thank you so much. Um, yeah. Um, tell people where they can find you. We, of course, will include all of your information, social yeah. media and all of that under, but we always like to have you guys. Yeah, so my website is natashakarmani.com and our company is Ilium Pictures, I-L-L-I-U-M Pictures. Um, and you can find us on social media too. We're at Ilium Pictures or at Natasha Kermani. So Perfect. Awesome. awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming out and thank sitting and having coffee with us. Yes. And thank you for having on me. On this Tuesday yeah. morning. I know. Awesome. <laughs> and she, I'm so glad you're you're the one who helps to kick us off in yes. 2017. Happy, twi- yes. happy 2017. Yes. yes. World. All right. Go. It'll be better than 2016, I think. Um, yeah. yeah. Hopefully. It will. Yeah. I have faith. I have faith. We're get, we got to get through some shit Well, now, now we don't give a fuck. Like, yeah, now that's 2017 true. is that's like true. whatever. Like, <laughs> hey, let's be <laughs> real. If anything, we can say the positive coming from the silver lining from this new administration is the fact that young people are like engaged. 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 It's like yeah. the six. Okay, it's not the, exactly like the 60s all over again. Okay, mm-hmm. so don't like. I don't want people to get really upset. But I mean, <laughs> it's that same kind of like feeling of yeah. like. Because that's what I remember whenever it first happened, I started talking to my mom and my stepdad and, yeah. and they're from that era. And I yeah. was like, it's like, yeah, it's like all this stuff. She's like, yeah, I've seen this before. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, it's, she's like, we'll get yeah. through it. She's yeah. like, it's going to make it through. But well, we, gotta- we have something to say. I, I mean, yeah. there's something to say and, and we have our beliefs and we know what we stand up for. And that's that's a lot. That's worth a lot. It is. So, and it's going to it's going to make this world better. Eventually. It will. It will. It will. <laughs> Amen. All right. Well, Amen. thank you so much. Yes, Thanks, guys, thank for you. listening. Yeah. And we'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Bye.